what's up guys what's going on welcome to episode number 21 of the sponsor day podcast the sponsor day podcast is officially old enough to drink and to toast the occasion i am having my drink of choice which is chivas on the rocks whiskey on the rocks for those of you that don't know what chivas is Which is an unofficial sponsor of the Sponsor Day Podcast. And I'd like to first and foremost apologize in advance for a couple things. First off, for the previous episode, I know I mentioned to you guys that it somewhere along the line the MP3 recorder stopped recording and I didn't notice and you know just in the interest of making sure that the show came out on time. I recorded the remainder of it on my cell phone, and the quality of it obviously was uh, less, so I apologize for that, and also apologize in advance for, like, I guess my mood in general, I'm not in the mood to do this, but again, the show must go on, Um, just personal shit and just a long couple of weeks, I guess, um, and, uh, what else, what else? Uh, also, the third thing I want to apologize for is the fact that I'm going to be breaking, well, I guess it shouldn't be an apology, but, uh, some of you might even be happy about it. I'm breaking the normal trend, I guess, of the Sponsor Day podcast, which is, uh, a couple variations of the episodes that have come out in the past, which are... Uh, first and uh, most of all, or uh, most plentiful, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. The free writing episodes where I get into my pseudo philosophical type of like free writing uh, posts that are on my website at sponsorate.com forward slash free writing. If anyone wants to check those out, um, that's one type of episode where I do a completely unedited intro and unedited you know, episode completely, actually, um, including the intro, the outro, and the actual free writing portion of it, where I go over something that I read or, or that I saw in a movie or a quote, um, and then my freely written thoughts to that uh, quote or, you know, whatever it is, a song or whatever. And... Uh, then I reflect on it, and, you know, a lot of the times it's stuff that I've written a long time ago, like a year or two ago, and I'm revisiting, and it's interesting to me to look back on and see where my mind is at now versus back then, and that's one type of episode that I do. Another type of episode that I do on the Sponsor Today podcast is uh, audiobooks. I am an aspiring writer, or I guess I write shit. which isn't that great, but it's uh, a passion of mine. I like doing it. I enjoy doing it. It's cathartic for me. Um, and it, if, you know, if I could wave a magic wand and some and choose something to do for the rest of my life without having to worry about money or anything like that, um, it definitely would be writing. Um, and I've written some a few short stories, which you guys could check out at sponsorate.com forward slash short stories. And another type of 
the second type of podcast episode that I've done are actual audiobooks to those short stories that I've written uh, for each of them that are uh, on that link, which are, I believe, five. The short stories exist sporadically through the past uh, 20 episodes or whatever it is. And um, uh, those I do uh, unedited intros and outros. And the actual short story portion, I try to do professionally, quote unquote. And uh, quote unquote, meaning that I have no idea how actual audiobooks are recorded or done. Uh, I just do them in my own personal way, which is reading the... Um, obviously the short story and then I add some sound effects to try to enhance the experience of the actual story um, and uh, that's uh, another type of episode that I release on this one today podcast there's also been a couple of uh, conversational ones uh, with my fiance with my brother and uh, that's pretty much it this one is going to be just a completely random rant um, which again I'm not in the mood to do one of the uh, free writing ones um, or and I don't have an audiobook uh, or a new short story to do an audiobook on uh, the actual my next short story is already the first draft is written actually it's called lecture hall which is a working title um, if you guys have listened to any of the other episodes, um, not big on, on titles, I know I should be, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, um, put too much thought into titles, but it's lecture hall and the concept is, it's like an exchange between a professor and one of the students and they're going over the like the 2008 uh, real estate like bubble and economic uh, downfall and real estate crisis and uh you know like the great recession like stuff like that and it's just an exchange between uh them two and pretty much highlighting and illustrating the two two opposite like points of views uh, of the situation and again it's just a, a first draft is done so stay tuned for that one. That one is going to be coming up uh, sometime in the future. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So aside from that, this is just going to be like a random rant of some things that I have forgotten to mention in previous previous intros and outros where I normally speak about these types of things. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So if you're not into like the intros and outros that I normally do on these shows, then just like press stop now and don't listen anymore. So personal shit aside, I want to say happy Mother's Day, I, or I hope everybody had a happy Mother's Day. It was last Sunday. I completely forgot to mention that. I think in the previous episode, so I apologize for that, um, hope you guys enjoyed it, hope all the mothers out there enjoyed it, hope all 
these sons and daughters out there made their mothers feel super, super extra special, which we should all be doing a better job at and, uh, and doing that on a daily basis. But, you know, hopefully we uh, got into like the spirit of that day and at the very least did it on that day. Part of my shitty mood has to do with the uh, recent deaths. Um, you know, I, I mentioned them in the previous episode, uh, having to do with my uncle that passed away a couple weeks ago. Uh, recently, my uh, my friend's sister, uh, which I mentioned in the previous episode, that I had the pleasure of meeting a handful of times. Uh, you know, I had a like a two year long battle with cancer, and uh, we, you know, took a turn for the worse. Unfortunately, my uh, fiance and I went to go visit her actually the Saturday, last Saturday, uh, Saturday right before Mother's Day, and she was in good spirits. She, you know, true to her nature, at least from what I could pick up um, from the handful of times that I, you know, spoke with her and met her. She was always like a happy and in a good mood uh, type of person. Um, and you kind of get a sense of people like when you, you initially meet them, you know, like that first initial like meeting, like you could tell like in someone's eyes. I, I don't know like what it is. Um, but if they're, you know, like a shady person or a douchebag or like someone that you want to stay away from and then uh, the opposite, you know, people that are generally like good like happy like like there's a light around them um she was one of those people she was definitely one of the the positive people and uh we saw her that saturday last saturday and she was in good spirits she was joking around uh with us and with her brother uh don't worry Rumi. i'm not gonna say the joke that she said <laughs> but um but yeah, uh, took a turn for the worse, sadly, and and lost her battle. Uh, with it, uh, two days later on Monday, she passed, and her funeral is actually tomorrow. I'm recording this the Saturday night before, and uh, it's fucking sad, man. Fucking, fucking death. It's inevitable. We're all going in that direction. And, um, it's a motherfucker. I can't, can't imagine going through that, um, losing some, someone like that close to me, like lost like friends in the past or somewhat distant relatives, but no one, uh, thankfully knock on wood, um, within my immediate family. And it's, it's fucking tough from the outside looking in. I could imagine like from actually within. Um, it's just like all around, man. My my next door neighbor passed away. Uh, before, like right before my uncle, actually, his wife uh, passed away also. Um, which I lived to for I lived next to for like what like eight years. And interesting side story actually. They, uh, Gabriel, uh, was his name. They uh lived, actually. His wife's parents, I want to say, they were like 
the upper 80s, like early 90s, like had a very long, long life. I want to say his his wife's parents lived in this house, actually where I'm at right now, which is next door. And his wife's parents or father like built the house next door for them, like as a wedding gift, like when they got married and they like just grew up there. It's like so it's like like an awesome story, like uh, it's like a perfect like little house. And it's like really it's a really cool story. It was it was a cool neighbor. Um, I mean, as much as you know, a neighbor living in New York City, you know, it's pretty much like high and by. But, you know, since, uh, you know, like uh, my father used to be like cool with him and uh, whenever we would uh, whenever it would like snow or, or something like that, I would like uh, shovel the front of his house and and stuff like that. You know, you do like cool, like neighborly shit like that. Look out for each other. Um, but since I've spoken to like his daughters and kind of more, more of a, a sense of like how he was and, and it seemed like a really cool guy, man. Um, so then I get another call top of everything, uh, today from a very good friend of mine, uh, shout out to Naldo. Uh, he, his, uh, chef at a restaurant that he owns uh passed away also which i knew um to restaurant that i used to uh, work at back in the day um which is complete other uh conversation for another day i guess when i used to be into fucking uh a busboy and waiting tables and bartending and just like shit like that and uh then working close by at uh at an office and i used to go there like literally on a daily basis and helping out um the the chef from there passed away had a fucking heart attack literally while he was there um miguel which fucking sucks uh, it's crazy and he was like my like my boy's sister was was young also she was 41 he had to be in mid maximum maximum i would say uh, upper forties, mid forties. I would, I would, if I had to guess, I would say definitely mid forties. Not much more than that. Definitely not, not fifty eight plus, and just died of a fucking heart attack. And I know he was like into his shit allegedly, uh, the nose candy allegedly, which may have had something to do with that. But that's a hundred percent speculation on my part. Um. Yeah, it fucking sucks, man. It's like all around, it's like, like negative shit, but inevitable at the same time. And it's like part of this game of life that we're going through. And while I'm saying that, literally, like right here in front of my computer monitors, I have a sticker actually that I got from Steve Simone. Shout out to Steve Simone from the good times uh podcast uh you guys should definitely check that out definitely much more upbeat than this one (laughs) than this morbid ass fucking opening to the sponsored podcast um it's a sticker of a cabbage patch doll which i'm even like almost i'm like on the border of being 
too young to remember Cabbage Patch Kids but, or Garbage Pail Kids or whatever they're called. Um, but my, I had an older brother who told me that he was into them like when he was little and it kind of sort of spilled, spilled over like to me a little bit. Um, and it's a sticker, uh, of a Cabbage Patch Kid that's like hitting a remote. He has like a remote in his hand or a joystick. It looks like it's like a little black box with a red button and his head is like bursting open and flames are coming out of it and the flames read out uh spell out good times and i guess that's that's all we could do right with all this negativity and death and like negative shit we should be remembering and embracing the good times that we shared with the people that we've lost and inevitably the people that when we pass we ourselves pass the people around us should be embracing and remembering the memories and the good times that they spent with us because at the end of at the end of the day that's what we have right memories both positive and negative memories but why the fuck dwell on the negative one we could focus on the positive and remember the good times and the smiles and and just those good experiences those good times that we went through together that's what we should be focusing on and remembering man i'm sure once i go Whenever I look back on, I mean, who the fuck knows what happens after the fact, right? But whenever I look back on it, I would want anybody who is still here to be happy and be remembering, like, the good shit and enjoying the good things of life and experiences that we went through together. So I'm sure that's what anybody that we have lost, I'm sure that's what they would want. And like anybody that wouldn't want that for us, then we should have cut them off a long time ago. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the good people, the good people in our lives, that's what they would want for us. That's what they would want for them. And just to stay true to like their memory and, and to that, we should we should carry that forward. We should make that like a responsibility of ours to push that positivity forward. But yeah, guys. Again, welcome to this morbid Spun Today podcast, episode number twenty-one. And uh, yeah, remember the fucking good times, man. Like Steve Simone says on his podcast. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's try to make it a little bit more upbeat here. So I got a couple notes here. A few things that I want to mention that I did not mention in previous episodes. And just a few things that I've been jotting down during the week. Like I normally do. um, So that I can mention it on the podcast. Like shit that I think about. 
Excuse me. I, uh, mm, a couple things that I want to mention regarding the Five Borough Bike Tour. I spoke about it in my previous episode. Episode number 20. I took part in the Five Borough uh, Bike Tour. To, for those of you that don't know, it's a yearly uh, uh, cycling marathon uh, in New York City where you bike 40 miles and it's a uh, it was like 32,000 cyclists that took part in it this year um last year is about the same um the route is the same uh it's 40 miles you begin in lower manhattan you go through manhattan uh the bronx then to queens brooklyn and you end up in staten island if you guys want to hear more about it listen to the previous episode episode number 20 of the sponsored podcast i i spoke about it a little bit more in depth and i left a couple things out which i can't fucking believe i left out because i literally it was like the first talking point that i had um little note that i had for myself to mention um when recording uh the previous the previous episode and i completely like skipped over it i don't know why um there's some douchebag fucking cyclists that take this shit way too seriously Super, super fucking serious. You have... Alright, so picture 32,000 people, which, granted, don't all, like, start off at the same time. Um, but it's only broken up into four... It's only broken up into four different, like, start times. So... Let's say you have an average of, like, 8,000 8,000 people on fucking bicycles, right? And it it's definitely not only 8,000, like, per session because there's people that are slow, there's people that are fast, and there's people that, um, like, for example, if you get into the first batch, you have the option of falling back to the second, third, or fourth batch. If you get into the second batch, you have the option to falling back to the third or fourth batch, etc. So... Um, so it's basically 32, uh, 32,000 people at random that, you know, start, they fucking start whenever the fuck they get there. And for the most part, you, um, you know, it's a, it's a nice culture. It's a cool, cool environment. People are, are like courteous and, and like kind with each other and, and cool and laid back and, you know, just enjoying the scenery and stuff like that. But then you have these fucking wannabe Lance Armstrong motherfuckers that I'm sorry I have a big issue with so much so that I actually I thought I developed my own fucking hashtag <laughs> I thought I was the first to this um naively which is hashtag relax Lance um for those that think they're fucking Lance Armstrong um, actually, like, through that hashtag into Google, I saw that there were, like, a couple of people before me that have mentioned it. But still, I guess, parallel thinking-wise, I, I came up with it. There's these... All right. the For those of you that don't um, bike ride a lot, the bike riding etiquette, I guess, is uh, similar to, like, when you drive and you're behind a big truck. It 
if you guys have noticed there's like a sign on the back of most like big trucks like like 18 wheelers and shit like that um that say like don't pass on the right which means like don't go around on the right side uh of the truck and then on the left it says it's like okay to you know pass on the left um the idea is that uh truck drivers and all drivers have a blind side uh that's more prevalent on the right hand side because they're sitting on the left hand side of the car and when you're in a truck it kind of sort of exacerbates that uh that much more so uh, it's the same uh concept with bike riding you you know if somebody's in front of you that's going slower than you and you want to go faster than whatever um you say the etiquette is to say on the left quote unquote on the left on your left um just to give an indication that you're going to pass them on the left hand side because you know some people well the bike riding they're swerving and they're going left to right and you know just looking around and enjoying the scenery and shit like that um which i do by the way and um you know you're supposed to like ring your bell if you have a bell on your bike and like shit like that whatever just uh out of like courtesy which is fine it's definitely understandable people go at different speeds me personally i'm fucking slow as shit i i did the 40 miles hands down without getting off the bike except for um certain areas where you literally have to get off the bike because it bottlenecks and um the probably like a handful of half a dozen areas like that when it's getting like towards getting like towards a bridge or where some of the streets were um some of the streets that they blocked off uh narrowed and there were like less lanes that we could ride on and a bigger accumulation of of cyclists we would have to like all get off and like walk for like a block or two and then get back on um and shit like that right so But yeah, aside from like those times, I stood on the bike the whole time and like did the 40 miles. But I do them at my own fucking pace, which is slow as shit. <laughs> um, on my little like odometer thing, it's like I didn't pass between like 10 and 15 miles per hour, like the entire time. But whatever, everybody has their own style, right? Um, you have these go hard ass motherfuckers that just have. I don't know, they're like just douchey, just fucking assholes, I swear to God. They, they'll they say like on the left or whatever, like they, you know, they're behind you, they want to pass, pass you or whatever because they're going faster, which again is fine, it's understandable. But yo, dude, just say on the left, that's it, and fucking pass. Some assholes, fucking dudes and chicks fucking Lance, Lance Armstrong it's fucking to be like on the left on the left hello hello on the left hello like yo bitch fucking go what's up with this fucking time trial shit that you're trying to pull or whatever the fuck it is the it's not the time to do this to you know go go with this fucking personal time trial shit that you have going on in your own in your own mind while you're in the middle of a 32,000 person marathon all right if you want to see how fast you go or whatever the fuck it is that you have going on do that shit on another weekend 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this event is, like, once a year. If you don't expect there to be delays in your fucking grand plan or whatever the fuck you have going on, then something's wrong with you. Calm the fuck down. Hashtag relax Lance. And that goes for any go-hards and that in any field of whatever the fuck it is that you're into or whatever hobby you're into or at your job or whatever that are going like a little too hard with whatever the fuck it is that they're working on. Calm the fuck down. Relax. With the biking thing, enjoy it. Look around. Fucking you're on roads, you're on bridges, you're in tunnels in areas that you can't be in unless you're like trying to commit suicide or some crazy shit because there's you know fucking driving there's traffic you know what i mean they close these things down once a year literally for this event and you're over here ruining it with your over aggressive like unnecessary bullshit like chill with that shit relax lance so hashtag that shit guys relax lance whenever you have a fucking a go hard type situation like that um but yeah, aside from that type of shit that you deal with in the uh, Five World Bike Tour, it's overall a positive experience. You guys should check it out and try it if you're into biking. And not even if you're like into biking, if you're um, into trying different things and you want to see the city from a like a nuanced, like specific point of view, uh, I recommend it. Because it's cool. You see shit that you definitely won't notice either walking or or uh, definitely not driving. Um, like by certain areas. And, and it's cool. It's a cool experience. I enjoy it. I did it last year. I did it this year. Um, and I'm definitely signing up for it next year. One more thing, actually, I want to mention about the, the Five World Tour is the tail end of it like i mentioned in the previous episode is the verrazano bridge which is a super long bridge here in new york which uh connects i know it ends in staten island it's it goes from brooklyn to staten island that's what it is i'm horrible with directions guys by the way um barely know where i'm standing right now (laughs) and it's not just because of the jeepers um so yeah the Barizona bridge is a super long bridge which is from brooklyn to staten island and it's like this really long bridge that's obviously on an incline like bridges are um so it's not like super steep but it's just like a long incline um and that's like the final stretch like literally after the bridge is where they have the uh, when you co- when literally when you come right off the bridge, they have the like the Finnish festival there. Even though there there's still like an extra five miles to bike ride um, to get to the Staten Island ferry to get back to Lower Manhattan. Um, but yeah, that's like the final like hurrah. So it's just a really long incline. And I know I mentioned to you guys uh, uh, before that my favorite artist or uh, rapper is Eminem and I'm definitely going to do the Eminem podcast that I mentioned to you guys in the past I've been working on the format of it which I almost have down and um, uh, have begun working on it that's going to take a little a little work to do because I want to do it right 
or in a way that you know I'm proud of at least which might not be right to you but whatever um I shit you not right when I finished going through the BQE the Gowanus Parkway which is like the to me the worst stretch because it's super long it's super open um like that uh BQE like up until the the Verrazano and it's mad windy like <laughs> crazy windy that shit's a bitch um right after doing that and like getting past that and saying all right here's the Verrazano bridge here's the fucking sign to it this is the Verrazano bridge or whatever the fuck I'm about to get on it and I know that this is like the last shit right like this is the the hard the hard part and mind you at this point I've done what like 30 miles uh no like 35 miles because there's only like five miles left um right there and I had my my podcast my I actually do normally listen to different podcasts while I, I bike ride but I had my music on uh, this time, and I had it on shuffle. I had my uh, iTunes on shuffle. Right there, literally my favorite song, which I can't believe I forgot to mention this, and I swear to God I'm not bullshitting you guys. My favorite Eminem song comes on, which was m- crazy motivating, and it was, like, super dope. I was like, wow, that's, like, such a ill, like, thing to happen. And where that song, by the way, is track number 18 from the Eminem show CD which is his greatest CD by the way um uh, greatest album for the <laughs> those uh youngsters or uh, in the future that are listening to this that don't know what the fuck a CD is um track number 18 till I collapse which was very fitting for the situation and again is just my favorite my favorite Eminem song um, which actually I'm, I'm going to throw that shit in the, the outro to this thing when I finish off the, the episode so you guys can listen to it. Um, fast forward if you don't want to listen to me speak and, uh, you guys can listen to it, but, but yeah, it was like such a dope song to come out at like the perfect exact time that it could come out. You know what I mean? I'm mean, like exhausted and at the end of like the stretch of this marathon and that song comes on is like the most motivating song that could possibly come on and it was on shuffle and it's it's fucking sick it was like a cool situation as soon as i heard i was like wow (laughs) so i was kind of happy about that um and it's pretty much it that's uh pretty much everything i wanted to say for the five borough bike bike tour which, if you guys want to see pictures, I posted uh, a few on Instagram, uh, which you guys can follow me at Spun Today on Instagram and uh, check out a few of the pictures. I think I put a few on there. Or not, I think. I know I put a, a couple on there. Um, that's pretty much it with that. Something else that I wanted to touch on, which happened, let's see, today's May 16th, 2015. Happened like two, maybe three weeks ago, maybe even four weeks ago, and I didn't mention it, which was the John Jones situation in the UFC, which 
for those of you that don't know, that don't follow the UFC, John Jones is arguably the best fighter in history, in, definitely in UFC history, um, but in history period. And arguably, right? Um, definitely within the light heavyweight division, not arguably. Anybody that argues that John Jones is not the best light heavyweight champion of all time is either doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about or is completely biased. And I don't want to act as if I'm some sort of fucking MMA aficionado, but it's like very, very clear cut for those of you that don't know. John Jones is like super talented by far, you know, defended his title nine, ten times or some shit like that. He's like a 26, 27 year old dude, super talented. Nobody's been able to like touch him. Like any champion before him that has faced him, any, you know, like contender that people have been like, oh, this is the one that's going to fucking like, you know, like do it. He's handily taken care of like handily like anyone that has had any type of maybe this guy could if he does this which he does really well um you know if he catches him with this you know he might be able to you know pull up pull the upset or something like that anybody that has any glimpse of that just got completely demolished by john jones um, and he recently, he's a young dude, he's in, like, his mid-20s, 26, 27, 28, he's, like, around there, like, within that range, if I'm not mistaken, um, he's from New York, too, which makes me, I guess, kind of biased, um, but he's from, like, upstate New York or some shit like that, which doesn't really count <laughs> as being from New York, but whatever, he's from New York, um, he... Recently, like, he had his, like, issues with uh, rehab or something like that where um, he tested positive for cocaine and he went to rehab supposedly from, like, a one-day rehab or some, like, celebrity-type bullshit like that and got out of it. And then from there, he uh, supposedly, you know, has been doing fine. And then it came out on the news that he was in a hit and run accident where he like hit somebody and ran and disappeared and then wound up like turning himself in like the next day um but was in that fucked up situation obviously how the fuck do you hit somebody and just like run away from <laughs> from the situation like that's so fucked up to do like so like man up and just deal with it like he's going through his demons or whatever the fuck it is that he's going through that you know has him fucking with coke and like like dumb shit like that and and you know he's like at the pinnacle of his career he's literally the upper echelon the top dog of his realm you know what i mean like in the fight game um, so much so that he's looking to other weight class or was um, even thinking about fucking around with the heavyweight division and just taking 
like that by storm. That's how like ill he is as a fighter, um, which must be like immense pressure, especially like at a younger age where he's not exposed to as, to as much things, and um, you you know depending on like your mental fortitude, you, you get over overwhelmed like that much more easily. Um, but yeah, he, he kind of, he kind of fucked up, man. He, not kind of, he really fucked up, uh, because of that situation. Uh, the UFC stripped him of his light heavyweight title, which very deservingly, they stripped him, uh, of the title. And, and it sucks, man. I, I, I wish him well. I l- loved watching each and every one of his fights. And I think he's the man, uh, fighting-wise, um, character-wise, obviously, he has some, a lot of shit to work on. And hopefully, you know, he gets through that, man. And in the meantime, the day I was really looking forward to that fight between uh, Anthony Johnson and John Jones, which was slated to happen before this uh, situation. Um, but now Anthony Johnson is going to fight, uh, Cormier, which lost to John Jones, uh, recently, which was the number one contender. Um, Anthony Johnson, I think is going to, I think he's going to, uh, take it. I think he's going to, to go through Cormier, which is tough, which is the man too, but, uh, that's my prediction. Um, you know. He's going to do him Gustafson style. Quick knockout. That's what I predict. That's what I think is going to happen. And, um, you know, we'll see. That's going to be actually next Saturday. Saturday, May 23rd. And that is a sick, sick card. It's the sickest card that I've seen that I can remember, period, on the UFC. Um, That's the main event, right? Johnson and Cormier, which are going to fight for the vacated, now vacated title of John Jones, which was stripped of his title, Anthony Johnson and Cormier, um, Cormier, which is an Olympic wrestler, um, Anthony Johnson, which battled through, um, uh, cutting weight issues and stuff like that in the UFC in the past, and he was, he was actually, like, cut from the UFC because he couldn't, he couldn't make weight, like, a couple of fights in a row. And now he came back and started fighting at a higher weight class. And he's just been demolishing the light heavyweight division. Demolishing. Anybody that was a number one contender or a number two contender, number three contender, he just, like, has been going through them with, like, awesome, sick power. Um, knocking them out, like, Tyson style, like that. And um, Cormier has just been, like, an Olympic fucking wrestler. <laughs> and um, he recently lost to John Jones. He fought him for the title. He lost John Jones again. True to what I said a few minutes ago. You know, just went through him. And fucked him up, man. Um, but, yeah, that's the main... That's the main uh, the main card, like the he- headlining fucking event of UFC number 187, which is on Saturday, May 23rd, right? Then you have, before that, you have Chris Weidman and Vitor Belfort. Qu- 
Chris Weidman, which is the middleweight champion that defeated uh, another arguably greatest of all time, Henderson Silva, in two controversial bouts. Uh, the first one of which Anderson Silva was like, um, like teasing him and and um, you know like fucking around basically in the in the octagon and just got clipped and knocked out and Weidman won so they had a rematch and in the rematch Anderson Silva went for like a right uh, calf kick and. Um, Weidman checked it, and Anderson Silva broke his leg in a gruesome fucking, like, leg break. Uh, the most gruesome that I've seen. Um, and that's how he lost. And he was out for, like, nine or ten months. Or, and, um, uh, yeah. Uh, but Weidman's the man. Weidman's from New York also. He's fighting Vitor Belfort, which is another dude that's been popped for fucking steroids in the past. Uh, but whatever. Then you have, then the fight before that is Cowboy Cerrone. Shout out to Cowboy Cerrone. He's the fucking man. I love watching that dude fight. He's really exciting. He's fighting uh, Mac Desi. I don't know who that is. Um, but must be decent, right? He's fucking two, two fights away from like headlining the event. And you got uh, Brown and Orlovsky. Which is gonna be a sick fight. Benavides is on on the fight right before that. Then before that, let's see. You have Dodson, which is really fun to fight. Super fast, super fucking like uppity and excited like all the time. Um, I was actually rooting for Dodson when he fought Mighty Mouse uh, Johnson the first time. Um, I like Dodson. And then Uriah Hall, which is another dude that I like. Um, I watched uh, the season of Tough, uh, the Ultimate Fighter that Uriah Hall was on. And he had, I would say, hands down, the sickest knockout that I've ever seen on Tough history. Maybe even in UFC history. He had like a sick, like, spinning back kick that looked like some... Street Fighter slash Mortal Kombat fucking arcade game type shit. Where he like knocked out this dude. Um, cold, 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 cold. He was stiff for a good minute. And um, just sad to see at the same time. But like sick to see, you know. And he was like carried out on a stretcher like the whole nine. See, it's an upcoming dope card uh, next week for for UFC. Something else I wanted to mention. And what's next? What do I have here? Mayweather versus Pacquiao. There was a lot of hype behind this fight. And I wish, like I'm sure everybody else wishes, they would have fought in their prime. Uh, Well, Mayweather's still in his fucking prime. But when they were both in their prime, because Pacquiao, I don't believe, is in his prime anymore. Uh, five years ago, when they began trying to get this shit to happen. And five years ago, I would have said Pacquiao. I would have bet on Pacquiao, definitely. And I think Pacquiao had the speed and 
you know, a couple less losses under his belt um, to get it done. And, you know, the power and, you know, obviously has the experience regardless. Um, but uh, this time around, I expected Mayweather to do exactly what Mayweather did, which is fight Mayweather's fight. Perfect, awesome defense. Um, actually thought, I, I thought it was exciting for the first, I would say three, maybe even four rounds. I gotta, like, watch it again to, to, to know exactly, but definitely, definitely at least three rounds for the first three rounds where Pacquiao even, like, when he was going, uh, back to his corner, like, he kind of had this, like, air of confidence, like, to him, and, like, the smile, like, you could tell he was, like, looking at Freddie Rose, like, yo, this shit's working, like, our game plan is working, like, I'm definitely gonna get this guy in a, in a couple more rounds, um, at least that's what I thought, um, and then it just started dipping from there, and, you know, Mayweather always takes, like, two, three rounds to figure a fighter out, and once he figures you out, you're fucked, he knows exactly where to dip and shuck and jive and um he plays defense better than fucking anybody <laughs> and you know that's that's part of the sport you know it's not it's not as exciting to to most people um but on a like mastery level like uh being a master of your craft it is i think and hats off to him and he continued to do his thing. Um, he has another fight coming up, which supposedly he's going to retire afterwards. He's going to retire 49-0, and supposedly. I really don't think he's going to do that. Not just because, it's, you know, 49-0. and Might as well go for the 50, which is a nice round number. Um, but because the... I think the record is held at 49-0 and by... I, I don't know who. Um thinking Rocky Marciano off the top of my head but I could be way off on that I don't know shit about boxing except for like these big fights that I watch but um whatever there's a record of somebody else that's 49 and 0 Mayweather strikes me as the type that would go for that 50 and 0 um fight even if it's just like a gimme fight like a fucking you know make him fight Timothy Bradley or some shit like that <laughs> and watch the judge judges fucking give it to Timothy Bradley <laughs> Um, like they did with the Pacquiao, but, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the fight. I'm glad it actually did take place. Better that it took place at all, um, instead of it not ever. But again, it would have been best if it actually took place, uh, when it should have, like, five years ago, or, you know, at least four years ago. And that's it with that. What else? All right, the quest for the perfect coffee. My quest still goes on. Right now, Bustelo is leading the race. And it's uh, still in the lead. I got a new blend from Trader Joe's, which was, it's called the Blue Moon. And it's from Bali. And it's pretty good. I like it more than the Kona coffee that I got last time, and the, um, what was before that, it was like a, a Guatemalan blend, pea, like, Peabody blend, or something like that, 
uh, that I got last time, the first time, uh, when I started switching it up from the Bustelo coffee. And this one is pretty good. I like it best out of those, but doesn't beat uh, Bustelo yet. And um, I got the grind, um, in the like espresso grind. Which is the same type of grind that the Bustelo coffee comes in. And I keep forgetting to post a picture of a fucking of a Greca for my non-Dominican listeners out there to know what the fuck I'm brewing coffee in. Um, I took a picture of it the other day. See, I'll tweet that. I'll fucking add that shit to Instagram right now, actually. Boom. I paused this. I paused this bitch for a second. And I uh, just posted it. I posted a picture of a Greca so you guys can know what I'm talking about. I don't know what it's called in English, to be honest. I'll uh, plead hick on that one. It's, um... what I fucking make coffee in. It's called a Greca. <laughs> it is a traditional, like, Dominican thing. And uh, you guys can check it out. So, yeah, the Bustelo coffee normally comes in, like, a, the espresso grind, which is, like, the really, really fine, tiny, 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 tiny grind. And I grinded the previous two coffees that I purchased in a thicker grind, um as recommended but i didn't like the taste of them and i don't know if it's due to the grind or to the actual coffee so this one i decided to grind it uh the same way that the uh bustelos grinded in which is again the uh, espresso grind and i like it much more than the other two um so now i'm thinking of going back to the other two that i purchased purchasing them again just eh, purchasing them again and uh just grinding them differently in the espresso grind to give them like that fair shot um and uh and comparing it that way but yeah as of right now bustelo is still number one i uh add a little bit of fresh uh grinded nutmeg which i add to it um to my coffee which i like i like like a hint of nutmeg in it I got one of those little grater things, those little like cheese grater things, um, which my fiance and her sister actually put me onto this. Um, and you take like a whole nutmeg, which is actual fucking nut, and <laughs> not just the powder, and you grind it like into the actual Bustelo coffee. And it tastes awesome. It gives it like a, a really dope flavor. So I recommend that for anybody who likes coffee. So, yeah, that's uh, an update from my quest for the perfect coffee. Now, lastly, before I let you fuckers go, I have an update, which is the questionnaire, which I mentioned in, like, the last maybe two episodes of the podcast. I actually got it done, which is the... uh, I added a questionnaire to the website. The website is sponsoray.com, and you can access the questionnaire on uh, sponsoray.com forward slash questionnaire, or just go to sponsoray.com, and up at the top, you have a couple different tabs. Uh, One of the tabs is questionnaire, and this is how it's going to work. It is a five-question questionnaire, 
which is open to any and all writers, creators, fucking freestyle rappers, painters, fucking bow tie makers, whatever the fuck it is that you're into. Anything that you're passionate about. I'm trying to tap into that passion. And not only for myself, to see if there's anything positive that I can gain from your insights to whatever your craft is, but also to spread that wealth of information to anybody and everyone else that would listen to this podcast now or in the future. Um, right now, it's five questions that I that I came up with and pretty much if you guys fill it out and uh, submit the responses um, they'll be shot over to me in an email and I'll read them on you know like subsequent episodes of the podcast I mentioned last time I got the idea from uh, Paul Gilmartin which has a podcast called the Mental Illness Happy Hour which is a pretty cool podcast. Um, you guys should check it out. He has like a long questionnaire with a bunch of questions that his listeners uh, fill out. And he reads them at the end of each episode. And I'm going to do something similar with this one. And give you guys the option of um, anonymizing it. If you don't want to say who it is, you know, who you are. Um, if you do want to say who you are, then, you know, I'll, you know, read your name out uh, before I read your responses. And if you don't. Uh, if you choose not to, um, if you choose to be anonymous, then, you know, I'll just read your responses and I won't say who it's from. Um, but yeah, these are the questions and I'm going to give you my personal answers to these questions uh, just to give you an idea of what I'm looking for. And again, it's, this goes to anybody. Um, obviously I'm biased towards writing because that's what I'm into, but anybody who's into, anything if you're into editing if you're into directing if you're into singing or like whatever the fuck you're into you could apply these questions at least i think so uh the way i formulated them to literally anything at all that you're into if you're into watching tv shows if you're into whatever it doesn't matter you can answer these short five questions which again are located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire If you're a comic also, comics, which I have inspired me like crazy. Um, you know, most of the podcasts that I listen to are of comics like Ari Shafir, Joe Rogan, um, Tony Hinchcliffe, Ryan, um, Brian Callen, Steve Simone, and uh, Joey Diaz, of course, um, that have inspired me um, and are all responsible partly for me creating this uh, sponsored podcast so you know and, you know all of those guys obviously <laughs> very obviously have an open invitation to filling filling these things out and um uh yeah spreading that that insight and motivation to to others uh that would be able to gain from this so all right question number one is relating Relating to your craft, do you remember the first thing you ever wrote or created? So, to me, I actually do. Um, in terms of writing, the first thing that I remember writing 
was an actual short story, um, which was when I was around seven or eight years old, around there, within that range. I remember having like one of those uh, black and white marble notebooks, and I wrote a story within there, and I 100% remember the premise of it, which was a cross between, I guess, Encino Man and a movie from back in the day called Toy Soldiers, which, not to be confused with the one with uh, those little fucking actual toys and that fucking teenage kid that moves to a new town and fucking the toys start talking to him and Gorgonites or some shit like that. Not to be confused with that one, but an actual movie called Toy Soldiers, which was of a high school that was taken over by, like, Russian terrorists or some shit like that. And the kid, one of the kids, um, together with a couple other ones, uh, you know, figured out how to fucking, like, overthrow the terrorists that had them hostage or some shit like that. It was, like, a cross between those two. And... Uh, the premise was basically a soldier of some war, I guess, in my mind at that time, I guess was like war, you know, one of the world wars or something like that was trapped in an avalanche and he was covered in snow and ice. And the, the title of the story actually was the thousand year old man. (laughs) So, this guy was trapped in an avalanche, um, and he was in, you know, one of those wars back in the day, and for some reason, a thousand years elapsed <laughs> in my seven-year-old mind, and then he was in present day, and I don't remember anything else of the story, but I do remember that that was the actual premise of it. I also remember that I took that story and I put it in my, I had like this little silver like box that had like this rinky dinky little lock on it that I thought would keep it safe. And a couple years back, actually, like after, you know, being much older, I found that box in the garage and I remember like instantly, I remember, you know, like having that notebook and like writing shit in it and, um, I opened it up and it was filled with like tools or something (laughs) that my pops put in there and I have no idea what happened to the book, but, um, uh, yeah, that's definitely my earliest memory of writing, um, which again is the craft that I'm currently and am into and don't get it twisted either. I didn't know that. Like, I wanted to be a writer, I guess. Or maybe I did, like, at a, at some sort of, like, subconscious level. But, um, like, at that age, um, like, from there, the next time I could think that I was remotely near the realm of thinking about writing was in high school. Um, and it was brought out for me through a uh, teacher that I had, my freshman English teacher, Miss um, Kitlitz. Shout out to her. It's fucking awesome, man. I love that lady. Um, she, like, encouraged me to write. Like, she tried to push me to, like, write for the school newspaper. She, like, 
gave me extensive notes like on essays that I wrote and lit logs which was this like weekly thing that she had of, of writing like little like journal type entries for like uh, stories or books that we were reading and um, like even in my yearbook I remember she wrote like she loved writing uh, she loved reading my lit logs and she and like stuff like that and it, like that was a time I guess in my life where I was like in the realm of of thinking about writing um, which was a big gap from like seven year old to fucking uh, whatever fucking 15 16 year old and shit like that um and then yeah that's uh whatever back to what i was saying that's question number one of the questionnaire right then the second question is what inspires you to write or create um if you're not a writer if you're a painter or whatever it is like what is it that motivates you to write and create to me it's anything really it could be a song that i hear um it could be a quote in a book uh that i read um which again spills into my free writing section uh take a look at that at sponsor.com forward slash free writing uh whenever there's a quote or something i hear like in a podcast or um, something that inspires me, that moves me in some sort of way and, like, resonates with me, I free write about it. And that's a form of motivation uh, for me personally. And uh, I want you guys uh, to let me know what motivates you to do whatever it is that you do. And that's question number two. Question number three is, what is a hobby that you have that is unrelated to your craft? So... I don't like the idea of being pigeonholed and being like it took me a while to realize and to come to terms with the fact that like I'm into different types of things that don't necessarily go together. Um, like my job, for example, I'm into like the whole corporate fucking ladder climbing fucking politics like bullshit type of thing that goes on within that realm. Like I'm into that. I'm into taking part in that process um i love writing i'm into that i fucking really love podcasting um obsessed with it um into space i'm into playing pool i'm into fucking ufc i'm into uh certain types of music um you know i mean like different things that are like unrelated to each other um poetry and fucking movies and and shit that doesn't necessarily go together um, but I'm into it, and um, it's interesting to me to see different types of things, because I guess whenever you, you know, see an actor or something like that, or, or read uh, a writer's uh, book or story or something like that, like, you think of them within that context, um, it's, or a comic, you see them... Um, you know, on stage, it's hard to separate them from what it is that they do, um, I guess, like, on a professional level, or whatever it is that you're seeing them in, and delve into, like, what really makes them them, because it's all the things that they're into that kind of sort of builds them up into that particular aspect of 
their lives that they're allowing you to see. Um, they're made up of a culmination of a lot of shit. You know what I mean? So I guess that question is geared towards um, towards that, towards other things that you may be into that that are unrelated to what it is that that you do either professionally or that you're aiming to do professionally, like writing or painting or singing or you know fucking making dreidels or <laughs> whatever the fuck it is that you're into. Uh, that's question three. Question four is how do you get yourself to sit down and do your work when you're not motivated to? Um, so that's like a big one with definitely any writer, um, me included. It's super tough to like sit down and actually make time to write, right? Whenever you have like life going on. And I guess you're not like a full-time professional writer. And even if you are, a lot of those guys and girls uh, complain about actually sitting down and doing the work. As uh, Stephen Pressfield points out in a book um, that he has called Do the Work or something like that. And it's rough. Um, Like you love actually... Or me personally, I can't speak for anybody else, obviously. I love doing it. Like, I love actually, like, sitting down and, like, writing, like, while I'm writing. But the build-up to that is excruciating. Like, you hate, get like, going towards doing it. But, like, once you start doing it, it's like, oh, man, I love this. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's like a weird, like, dichotomy that you have going on there. Um, so, what do you do to to get past that me i tried like different i guess like practical tactics um one of the things that i'm doing now is which i've been tweeting out uh if you guys want to follow me at spun today on twitter i've been tweeting out photos of this calendar this like washboard calendar that i have above my computer and where i literally have checks and x's over the days of the month um checks being days that i wrote x's being days that i did not write and when i see a bunch of x's like i get kind of like antsy and i'm like fuck i gotta write i gotta write there's too many x's and um similarly when i see a lot of checks i get motivated and say right i gotta keep this one going i gotta continue writing i have to write today um so it kind of like helps me like i'm a visual person so I got to like see shit and, you know, seeing that like she's literally in front of my computer, um, right above it that I'm looking at right now as I speak, um, I, uh, it kind of helps me, you know, push through those times where I don't want to write. Um, so that's something that I'm trying right now that's, uh, been, uh, somewhat working, I would say. I had a terrible April, um, but I had a pretty good March and February. May is shaping up to be pretty decent as well. And uh, yeah, that's something that I do. So you guys tell me, what do you do uh, to get past those those times? Share your tricks and secrets and um, help others out and getting motivated. That is question number four. 
of the questionnaire. And the last and final question is, do you have any advice for other writers or creators? And this could be for new, someone that's new within that field or, or seasoned, um, if you're, if you're a seasoned person and, or anybody in between. Um, I would say since I'm new, uh, definitely I would say newer than new, um, whatever the step or phase is behind or right before the newbie novice writer that wants to aspire to be a new writer, (laughs) whatever that rung on the ladder is, I would say my advice is to just be you um, and write about whatever whatever it is that you want to write about, whatever you feel some sort of passion towards, even if you're not fully sure of what that passion is or what you want to write about, just one, just start, start writing, start painting, start drawing, start whatever it is that you feel like an inkling towards, just start. And once you start going in that direction, it starts snowballing and you start uh, learning new things and picking up on different things and meeting different people that are into the same type of shit that you're into. And it begins to grow and you begin to reap the fruit of your labor and uh, the rewards of what it is that you're putting into that particular passion and just go for it just start it even like when i started this whole shit this podcasting thing and writing thing like i was just like right let me start writing it started with one notebook and then one notebook turned into two notebooks now it's like half a dozen notebooks all of which are designated to like different things and then a podcast idea came up and then um you know what type of podcast am i going to do and then uh the free writing episodes came up and then the audiobook episodes came up and and it just started, you know, like snowballing and picking up. And now this is the first ever fucking random rant episode, which you guys might like even more than the other ones. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's it. That's the uh, five question questionnaire that I want any and all listeners to fill out or visitors to the podcast. And again, I will... Uh, if you guys check out the questionnaire, which again is at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire, you will find the five questions, which one more time are one relating to your craft. Do you remember the first thing you ever wrote or created? Question number two is what inspires you to write or create? Question number three, what is a hobby that you have that is unrelated to your craft? And this could be something that you're reading, something that you're watching, something that you're experimenting with, etc. Question number four, uh, how do you get yourself to sit down and do your work when you're not motivated to? And lastly, question number five, do you have any advice for other writers or creators, whether they are new, seasoned, or in between? Then you have another option, which is, do you want to remain anonymous? Um, Yes, no, or it doesn't matter. And if you choose not to remain anonymous then obviously i'll give you a shout out on the podcast and say who you are and these are your responses blah 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 if you choose to be to remain anonymous on that uh form 
then I won't say uh, who you are, but I will uh, read your responses and spread that um, experience that you've gone through within your craft to see if it benefits uh, anybody else. Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day, folks, right? Let's elevate each other in that way. And that's all I got for you guys this week. Um, just a reminder, the next, this episode is coming out on May 21st. The next two episodes will be pre-recorded episodes uh, because I am going to India. Uh, my job in corporate America, my 9 to 5, is sending me out to India to do some training. Um, which I'm actually looking looking forward to. It's going to be a pretty cool experience, hopefully. Um, just, you know, seeing and experiencing something else, something different. Um, not necessarily a vacation destination um, that I would go to, but definitely somewhere where I would like to see and experience and uh, get a taste of the Indian culture. I'm going to be there for three weeks. Um, but in the interest of the whole, the show must go on concept. I am going to pre-record a couple episodes, one of which is already done, which I recorded a long time ago um, with my boy Steve from Florida, which is actually the first time I ever attempted uh, recording a podcast at all. I am going to release that one. Um, Two weeks after the 21st of May, whatever date that is. And then there's going to be one more um, two weeks after that. And definitely while I'm in India, I'm going to be posting up pictures on Instagram. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, you can keep up to date with those. Um, at Sponsoray on Instagram. And my plan is to also record uh, a podcast or two while I'm over there. And um, just let you guys know how the experience is going. Um, you know, weird different shit that, that I've encountered while over there. And stuff like that, so... Um, I'll release that after, after I get back, most likely, and let you guys know how that goes. So, guys, the best ways that you guys can support the podcast in the meantime is to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. Um, also subscribe to the, to the podcast. I have a bunch of pictures on the website, which is uh, spuntoday.com forward slash photography because I'm into taking pictures of shit sometimes. Um, if you by any chance would like prints of any pictures that you see on the website, uh, which you could download for free, by the way, um, if you just want digital copies. But uh, if you want actual prints like a poster or something like that, you can go to created.com forward slash today and um, order prints of any and all of the pictures that you see on the website. Also, another great way to support the podcast financially would be to shop on Amazon. It does not cost you anything extra at all. But if you go to spuntoday.com forward slash contact and you click on the Amazon banner at the top, it will take you to the Amazon website where you do your shopping like normal and Amazon kicks back a few pennies on the dollar just for driving, driving traffic to their website. I want to mention again as well that 
there's an open invitation to any writers that want to be uh, on the podcast, aside from filling out the questionnaire, which I just mentioned, uh, which again is located at sponsoraday.com forward slash questionnaire. Um, you can contact me through the contact page of the sponsoraday.com website and uh, reach out to me if you want to speak about writing, um, you know, or just shoot the shit. Uh, this is definitely an outlet for you to do so. So reach out to me if that is the case. Uh, what else? Follow me on Instagram, like I mentioned, at Spun Today. Follow me on Twitter, at Spun Today on Twitter as well. The Facebook fan page is... Sorry about that. The... Um Spun Today uh, Facebook fan page is facebook.com forward slash Spun Today if you guys want to check that out. And also a couple more things here. The YouTube page, go to spuntoday.com. And at the bottom, you have a bunch of little icons for YouTube um, where you can listen to all of these Spun Today podcast episodes on YouTube. Um, you can also click there on the Tumblr page. Uh, which is spuntodaypodcast.tumblr.com. You can listen to all the podcasts on there as well, um, if that's what you're into. Um, Subscribe to the newsletter, which is also located at the bottom of the contact page of my website, spuntoday.com. At the bottom, I promise not to bombard you with any, like, spam mail and, like, bullshit that uh, you won't want to know about. But if you sign up to the newsletter, you will know you will be the first to know when any and all podcast episodes come out, as well as any new short stories. Um, and that is pretty much it, guys. That's all I got for you this time. Um, thanks for listening to the first random rant episode of the Sponsor Today podcast. And I'm going to leave you guys off with the Till I Collapse song uh, from Eminem that I mentioned earlier in the episode. Um, but before we go, of course, last but not least, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening, guys.
in my leg. Get it out, can't shut my mouth. Till the smoke clears out, and my high. Her high. I'ma rip this shit till my bone pull out. Till the roof comes on, till the lights go out. Till my leg. Get it out, can't shut my mouth. Till the smoke clears out, and my high. I'ma rip this shit till my bone pull out. Music is like magic. There's a certain feeling you get when you reel and you spit, and people are feeling your shit. This is your moment, and every single minute you spin, trying to hold on. Can't shut my mouth.